Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. In this episode, I have with me the content doctor, Sandra Nomoto. She's a content writer and editor for cruelty-free businesses. She also offers a suite of services for memoir authors for over the past decade. She ran Curious PR, an award-winning agency. She also authors two marketing-related books, and she writes at sandranomoto.com and other outlets. Sandra, welcome to the Success Secret Podcast. Thank you so much, Hussein. I'm really excited to be here. Awesome, awesome to have you here on this show right now, Sandra. So first of all, I want you to tell us a little bit background of you because you obviously passionate about multiple things, marketing, writing. So these kind of things can work together, but also different. So tell us a little bit about your story. How did you get into these kind of things, both of them? Sure. Um, I I would say I've I've been a writer my whole life. It's just a skill that I. I learned early in life when my mom taught my siblings and I how to read uh, when we were three years old. So (laughs) we were reading at a very early age. And although my siblings did not take it into their careers, um, you know, I earned my degree in English literature um, in university, and then I landed my first job in public relations. Um, After that first job, I decided to start my own business (laughs) because I saw my sister, she was running her own small business too. Mm, Um, So yeah, so I, I started started out as an independent publicist and then branded that company as Conscious Public Relations. Um, and I ran that for just over 10 years. So I uh, from 2008 to 2018. Um, and then after that, I was sort of exploring different career directions, freelancing, didn't really think I would stay in marketing. Um, but yeah, I noticed that the companies that I was doing administrative work for, they kept asking me to write. And so I knew that writing was going to be a skill that I would have for, for, you know, forever, whether it's personally just writing on, on my blog and social media or professionally. And, uh, the year I closed my first business, um, 2018 was the year that I also transitioned to become vegan. So Mm. keeping track of what has been happening in the vegan industry with all of the new businesses that are starting and all of the um, businesses that are growing around the world. um, Yeah, I just started thinking about that industry. And so at the start of 2020, I launched uh, this business as the content doctor, um, offering content writing and editing to specifically vegan businesses. So that's what I do now. Um, and then because of the pandemic, thank you, pandemic, I had more time on my hands and I started taking courses in book editing and formatting. So just started to get really interested in book publishing. 
publishing because I thought, you know, a book is the longest piece of content that you can work on. So, um, so yeah, I just got uh, some practice and uh, yeah, really lucky to have worked with a few authors now on helping them edit and format their books. And then, as you said in the beginning, uh, I'm a published author as well. So I recently published my second book, Vegan Marketing Success Stories, which is the world's first book about marketing for the vegan industry. Yeah, so that's very interesting because you wrote a book about vegan industry and created that into how these kind of stories can help businesses in marketing. So does this one help only the people in the vegan industry or does it help any business or any entrepreneur that, that is looking for, let's say, advice on marketing? Great question. This book is open for everybody. It's a very practical marketing guide. I wanted to, yeah, really say A to Z. What what are all the possible marketing strategies and tactics you can have in your business? The only difference is the examples, all of the examples, the contributors that um, shared their stories in the book, and then the other examples that I pulled online and got their permission to use. They all happen to be vegan businesses. So there's no mm. animal or human cruelty involved in, in, in their business. And <laughs> I'm really proud of that. So there's, in addition to the 47 companies that contributed their marketing marketing stories, there's another about three dozen um, examples that I pulled. And so in total, you're going to get um, examples from about, about 80 vegan businesses around the world. No, that, that's, that's a lot of examples. So there must be something that someone can use, right? So speaking of that, for you to write, I would say this niche, kind of a niche book, right? Do you think niching down in business in general and, for example, in writing is a good thing or should we like go wider into business, for example? Yeah, I always think niching is a good thing because when you start, especially when you start a business, you can't say, oh, everybody can buy my product or service. You're really not marketing at that point. So at least in the beginning, you really need to um, have an audience in mind. And that may not be the audience that grows with you. But at least when you start out, you really have to know who your specific audience is. And so how and so you know how to speak to them as well. Um, You know, as a content writer, I know that um, how you speak to children is different than how you would speak to a professional. So and and same with parents and students like everybody. um, Yeah there are all these different demographics. And so you have to know how to speak to them in a certain way. And the way that you write um, affects how you market your your product or service. Niching down at the beginning is good. And when you're growing, the same audience could, some, some of the audience could leave, right? So how important is it to have a community around you, to build your, uh, around your business, around the book you're writing, around the books that you will be writing? Oh, absolutely crucial to have a community. So when I started as the content doctor at the start of 2020, the first thing I did was, well, number one, tap into my network and say, hey, you know, I'm starting this new business, looking for vegan businesses to work with. And I was really lucky to land my first few clients. Um, and and yeah, my business has grown since then. And then I, I looked for, for where vegans and vegan business owners were hanging out. So there are a few um, existing networks where you can pay to be a 
member and network online. Um, this is all done on Zoom, right, during the pandemic. Um, and then there's a lot of Facebook groups, LinkedIn groups where vegan business owners are hanging out. So I did a lot of that type of networking. My previous business um, relied a lot on in-person networking, and this business is is definitely um, online. And so when I, yeah, when I came up with the idea for this book, and I discovered nobody had written a type of <laughs> this type of book. I thought to myself, well, what what an opportunity. I'll be the first person to have written a marketing book specifically for this industry. And these are exactly the type of clients that I want to work with. So this book is not only for, you know, every vegan or non-vegan marketer out there, um, but hopefully it brings me clients. <laughs> that's, that's that's the idea. And so, um, yeah, not only I think is it a good idea to really um, niche down, but also, as you said, um, build up your, your community and network within that community. Yeah, awesome. So can you give us, for example, one story from the stories of this book that you wrote, Vegan Marketing, see stories that, that, that pop up, that show up and have certain elements in it that can help anyone in certain steps, maybe, or this similar similar scenario, let's say? Yeah, really happy to. So one of the stories that I absolutely love sharing is Meredith Marins. She is based in the U.S. and um, is a vegan, and she and her husband relocated in 2016 to the island of Aruba in the Caribbean. That's where her husband's originally from. And she found when she moved there that there weren't very many options for her in the supermarket. There weren't really any vegan menus at restaurants. And so she single-handedly almost really helped to make this island vegan-friendly. So she used a number of tactics, digital marketing, first of all. So she used the hashtag vegan Aruba and created a Facebook and Instagram account to not only network within uh, or find vegans that are living in Aruba, but also, um, yeah, reach out to travelers who might be coming to Aruba and and looking for vegan options. And so she actually went up to these restaurants and talked to the chefs and said, hey, you know, like, we want options. We want to we want to dine at your restaurant. We just need some options. And um, she also, whenever she was invited by the media to speak about um, veganism, she she spoke about it. And so as a result of um, not only appearing in media, but working with these restaurants and helping them create vegan dishes and vegan menus. She was able to um, get featured in more media. So she was in travel magazines or her story was in travel magazines that were in every hotel room in Aruba and on the backs of the airline seats. So really pumping out that media coverage. So she was using uh, public relations tactics there. Um, she taught vegan cooking classes. Every opportunity that she had to speak uh, about veganism, she said yes. And then in 2018, she partnered with the Aruba Tourism Authority to sponsor an influencer trip. So that's mm -hmm. another public relations tactic. So they sponsored six influencers in the U.S., to vegan influencers, of course, to come to the island, have a good time. And some of that content from four years ago is still some of the top ranking content when you Google vegan and Aruba. So really amazing trip. Um, and then the app Happy Cow. So Happy Cow is an app that vegans use to locate restaurants, you know, places where they can frequent. Um, 
named Aruba the most vegan friendly island in the Caribbean. Um, so this is all due to Meredith's efforts. One person, one vegan using these sort of uh, digital and public relations tactics. And so she out of because of this, she has created uh, a company called Vegan Hospitality um, that has now, um, I believe, yeah, people people in 19 countries and 18 states across the US have taken her program and learned to use the exact same tactics that she was using in Aruba in their own communities to help spread, um, yeah, or build that vegan community in their own area. So yeah, she is one of the like, mo- the really great stories that I love sharing from the book. Yeah. It's an amazing story, actually, because she she like created her, her market, a niche market for herself. And they created this community around her business, right? So this is the thing that we were talking about earlier. So how can any business owner, entrepreneur online now, now with online, with the internet, it's easy to to now access everything, right? But yeah. some people have the wrong approach into how to look for the people who are looking for them. You know what I mean? So how do entrepreneurs or businesses find these people? Where do they go, for example? like? Uh, in your story, she, she found people from around the world and the U.S. So how or where do you recommend people to find the people who are could be their customers, let's say? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it will be different for every business. So you, as I said before, you just have to know where people are hanging out, right? So in the case of vegans, um, there are b- vegan business networks. Um, there are Facebook and LinkedIn groups. Um, and one one thing that I learned uh, right when I started my business is using the symbol V and then the plant emoji, like those two things are symbols for vegans, which, uh, yeah, I learned like almost three years ago. So by having those emojis in my name uh, on my Instagram profile and on my LinkedIn profile, that's how people find vegans. <laughs> it's, it's amazing, like just within, you know, with a couple of symbols and an emoji. And and I found that, yeah, people are connecting with me on LinkedIn just because of those two symbols. Now, I'm not going to say for every business, you know, use an emoji, right? It, it really depends on what your market is. And you need to know where they're hanging out and and be there. So for example, if your audience is, is younger, Everybody's all the younger folks are using TikTok. And I mean older folks too, but I mean it, it really is a network that is um that has grown because of folks like Gen Z and Millennials. So mm-hmm. you should be on TikTok. Um and and the organic growth right now is 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 huge yeah. from what I know. I'm not yet on TikTok. Um mm-hmm. yeah, so that's where you should be. Like you you really have to know where your audience is hanging out and then be there so that you can engage with them. So do you think that each and and every entrepreneur should write a book that this book will help them build their business and will be like some kind of a backbone? Because we know a book, if, if it goes well and be a bestseller, it can reach lots of people and uh, impact people's life. And at the same time, you can direct them in your book. Like, for example, go to this website or this website. So how important it is to you to write a book? Yeah, I think a book is uh, a really important and yeah, and can be a really significant piece of content and piece of marketing. So if you can carve out that time to uh, to write your story and share your expertise. And as you said, I love that you said, put calls to action 
in in the book. So, uh, you know, if you, for example, if you're writing a marketing book and you want to talk about email marketing, you, you can put in there, hey, sign up to my email list so you can see how I do my email marketing and put that link in there. So yeah, it can be great for calls to action. It, being, it can be great for sharing your expertise. And then as I found out from launching this book, um, it brings you speaking opportunities. So mm-hmm. you can, you know, pitch yourself on, on podcasts, you know, if there are events in your area, or even if you like to travel and, and want to speak at conferences and that sort of thing. Um, it's a great, it's a great piece of, um, uh, yeah, it's just a great piece that you can have, uh, for people to buy from you after, you know, after you speak on stage, so people can buy your book and, uh, you can sign it. So, um, yeah, so many reasons why a book can be a great marketing piece. And there are a few stories in the book, uh, as well in my book, um, about how some, uh, entrepreneurs have used it to, to market their business and, and forward their business. So absolutely agree. A book, um, yeah, can really help your business get out there. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Yeah. So, so what do you think? Like you mentioned, writing a book could be one of the good marketing strategies for businesses, even to start from, right? So, what do you think is some some other the best strategies other than writing a book? There are so many there are so many tactics out there in marketing that you can do, and and uh, yeah, and they're all in my book. Um, but the number one thing I learned writing this book is that no strategy is the same marketing strategies are like making a cocktail. It's what what works for your business is not going to be the same as what works for another business. And so that's why I, in my book, I tried to load it with every possible tactic you could do, not to overwhelm or confuse anybody, but so you can learn, um, yeah, you can really develop your own strategy and decide what you want to do with your time and your budget. And so you could try out a couple things. If they're not working, you know, pivot right away and try something else, or maybe it's not the right tactic at the right time. Um, that can also be the case and then ditch what, what's not working. Right. So, um, yeah, I can't tell you what the best tactic is because every, yeah, it's different for every business, but I can tell you that the two longest chapters in the book are public relations and digital marketing. So that just tells you that these are the tactics that most of the businesses, or at least the vegan businesses in the book, are using. So public relations, that's your media, your influencers, creating your own media. Um, So creating a podcast, publishing your own books, speaking on stages and at events. Um, And then digital marketing, obviously, you know, using social media, using your website, put pushing blogs out there, um, email marketing, videos, all of the digital tactics. So that is what um, most of the folks in the book are using. um, Yeah, as of last year and this year, that are that are popular, not to say that you can't use the others, but that's what most of the folks in the book have been using. So what are the elements to success for you personally? Did you have any mentors? Did you have someone help you along the way? Or did you, along the way, did you had some failures and you felt I should keep going or not? In these cases, can you paint us a picture about these two cases? Yes. my So my current business is, is just under three years old. So I don't have too much data <laughs> to tell you, but in my, in my first business, um, absolutely. Like I, I had two mentors, I did two mentorship programs and those mentors were so helpful to me. I didn't even really know like how to run a 
properly run a business. <laughs> and so having those basics and having them really walk me through those basics was super important. And um, even in tough times, um, I was a member of um, uh, uh, a women's business uh, network called called eWomen Network. Um, it's uh, a network across North America. And I, um, yeah, I found that work, net, that network so valuable. Um, yeah, just to bounce ideas off other members um, and get it and get advice and just know that I wasn't alone, you know, because everybody goes through ups and downs. Um, yeah. And with this business, um, yeah, like, as I said before, I'm really immersed in the vegan community. And that community has been so supportive, because again, we're all in this together. And veganism is still very, a very, very new concept to people. And so we're all growing our vegan businesses together. And another thing that I um, have been doing for the last, yeah, about a year and a half is I co-host um, the only Canadian vegan networking group um, called Veg Networking Canada. So uh, we're open to, so uh, yeah, we welcome members who are Canadians, who are vegans. So that's the criteria to be a member. But we do welcome special guests and we interview them uh, so long as they're running a vegan business. Um, and yeah, and, and through these interviews, we get to learn what their um, secrets to success are um, that we can implement in our businesses. And again, just having that network around me. Um, yeah, just just helped me know that I'm I'm, I'm not alone. And so yeah, it's it's that's what's what's helped me uh, in this business so far. So, yeah, awesome. so do you have days that you you don't feel like working? And what do you do about that if you had them? You know what? Not really. I, <laughs> I, I, I try to have a good work-life balance. I have a lot of wellness practices that, you know, that, that try to keep me mentally and emotionally fit. And generally, I work Monday to Friday, you know, your typical nine to five. Fridays are a little bit easier. Usually, I don't get much client work coming down on Fridays. And so, it, yeah, it's, I might take the afternoon off. But generally, I stick to that to that work day and really try and um, rest and rejuvenate on weekends and and try not to think too much about business. I know when you're an entrepreneur, that's it's, it's almost a 24-7 thing, right? You're always thinking about your business. But yeah, I, I really try and unplug during those evenings because I remember in my first business, I, I had my email on uh, all the time and I would be responding to emails in the evening. And I just realized, yeah, you can't always be working. You do have you need to to carve out that time for self-care and for rest. Um, otherwise you'll burn out. And that has happened to me before too. So um yeah, so so I, I really try and I just stick to a, a good work work life balance routine. Awesome. So what, what are your favorite activity to use your time uh, for pleasure to go out from work? Yeah, it's nothing too exciting. Uh, yeah, we, we go out and watch movies, hang out with friends and family. Um, when it's, yeah, during like the spring and the summer, I try and, and go for hikes. You know, I live in Vancouver, Canada. So we're really uh, lucky to have, you know, some really amazing uh, nature around us. Um, uh, yeah. And then, yeah, try and take a vacation at least at least once a year. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that's that those are the main things. Can you give us some of the tools you personally use for your business and why do you use them? Yeah, great question. Um, so most of my clients come re from referrals. So other clients, you know, that I've worked with or recommending, recommending me. Um, the other way is online networking, online networking, as we've spoken about. Um, and then in the last year or so, I've really um, stepped up my blogging. 
Um, I learned this from, uh, yeah, an SEO guy that that I've, uh, who's a good colleague of mine. His story is 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 in my book as well. Um, just yeah, it's really amazing how much blogging can really help the search optimization. That's that's what mm. SEO is for your website. So just by blogging on really strategic topics and using certain keywords and phrases, um, I've had a number of author clients just finding me online and. Um, yeah, and that's been really helpful. And then, and then just yeah, just just pushing out as much social media content as I can. Um, obviously, in the last couple of months, when I've been marketing my book, I've really stepped that up. So um, more, at least once a day on every social network. And then I've been pushing out blogs and newsletters weekly, which I wasn't doing before. Um, but probably in the next couple of weeks, when my book launch phase um, sort of dies down, um, my my content will return to a more regular frequency. So maybe two blogs a month, um, one, one newsletter a month. Um, and then, um, and then social media, probably five days a week, not, not every day, like I've been doing. Um, yeah. And that just helps me stay or helps, um, to uh, generate awareness for people who don't yet know me and, and aren't yet familiar with, with my company. So, yeah, so that's what I use. Awesome. So where can people get in touch with you, Sandra, if they want, when they want to learn more about you and about your business and your book? Yeah, I'm everywhere with my name. So sandranamoto.com that has all my services and then links to where you can purchase the book. It's available in ebook, paperback and audio. Um, and then I'm everywhere with my name on social media too, Sandra Namoto. Awesome. Thank you, Sandra, for being with me on this episode of the Success Great Podcast. A new a new perspective into things, a new stories about marketing from vegan industry from the vegan industry. Thank you for this inf- amazing information. You're welcome, and thanks so much for the opportunity to uh, be on this podcast, Hussein. Thank you for listening to this episode of Success Grid. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.